You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to an amazing Thursday today. I'm excited because I got A.J. Brooks in the building. I get to talk to him about some of the great work he's been doing out here in the community. And he is a longtime brother and friend. So it's going to be nice to just catch up with him right here on The Day with Trey in my living room set. But of course, it's the top of the show, y'all. So it's a great time to tag and share this stream right here. That's right. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you cannot watch our TV show here, don't worry, we got you covered. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you find uh, podcasts, like your favorite ones. Just search on those platforms. Google, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whichever one is your favorite. Search for Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey and y'all will find us there. I want to just thank y'all for tagging and sharing the stream and for sharing the podcast. Um, that's how we, you know, one of the ways we spread the word about this great work happening here in the Black Media Matters studio. So thank you so much for your support and for watching and making sure others are being uplifted by all of these inspiring stories we love to bring here on the day with Trey. Um, but I also want to pay attention to something right here because we launched a ticket giveaway for Billy Porter. That's right, for the Black Mona Lisa tour. And we actually have the ticket winners in hand. So I want to give a huge congratulations to Rhonda Clater Green, Lucretia Clater, Sean M. Salon, Tracy Cooper, and Rook Hope. Shout out to all of y'all for putting your names in the hat there for these tickets. So those are our five pairs of ticket giveaways. And a huge shout out to STG Presents for their partnership on the Black Mona Lisa tour. It was amazing to be able to interview Billy Porter. I promise you, if you just look up Billy Porter in IMDb, you will see this entire list of the great works that he has been doing. And he is now embarking upon Upon his recording artist career once again. Look, the industry wasn't ready for him in 1997, but he's coming back with full force. And I'm so glad that I will be there April 29th. If you do not have your tickets, go to stgpresents.com. Org, and y'all can find tickets there. Um, of course, this is his start of his tour. So he's kicking it off here in Seattle, y'all. So we got to make sure that we do our part and show up and show out for Billy Porter. Let him know Seattle loves what he has going on and is fully embracing him as the amazing recording artist that he is. Honey, I'm excited and I'm so glad that all five of you and your partners, whoever you're bringing, the addition pair of tickets that I'm excited that y'all will be there too. Uh, you know, looking forward to being in the building with y'all and for y'all to be able to experience his greatness like I will. That's this Saturday again at Paramount Theater. Make sure you get your tickets. If you're not one of those ticket winners, we tried to make sure y'all knew about it, but I'm so glad that we have some folks who said, I want 
a free pair of tickets. We got you covered. And that's happening this Saturday, April 29th. And I'm excited that I'll get to be there. Well, of course, I'm also excited because as I said, I get to share some time and space with my brother, AJ Brooks, who's doing great work and has always been dedicated to community in the education sphere, as well as other spheres. So we're going to talk all about it, y'all, right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in. They talked to our lender and saved our home because falling on hard times does not have to mean losing your home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHAF.org. What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots, and this time, I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm glad did. you found one. But their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basin wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please deck them out. where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And as I said, my brother, AJ Brooks, is in the building. What's up, AJ? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm well, well. You know, well. this is exciting for me because we know each other from, like, elementary school age. Riding the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm so glad that both of us are still here in Seattle bringing our brilliance to the city. You've been involved in a lot of different things, but today you want to give us some insight on some recent work you've been doing. I want to hear more about this because folks may know you in the education sphere. They know you in athletics because you've been athletic director over here. You've been doing this and that school initiative over there, this one. So education has always been a, a real pillar for you. Uh, but you also have really been involved in community initiatives. And, you know, now you're working to bring some resources, it sounds like, into community. Tell us more about what you have going on. Uh, well, I uh, currently am working as the uh, president of the uh, Rainier Valley Community Development Fund. Um, and that fund uh, was established just over 20 years ago, back when uh, Seattle was going through uh, trying to figure out where they're going to put their light rail uh, station. And, you know, it just so happened that they decided to go overground in, uh, in South Seattle. And a, a group of community members got together and said, hey, you know, we're going to be displacing businesses during this. And so how can we support uh, the businesses that are being displaced so that they can, that they'll be able to continue business. And so a fund was started, um, that fund helped, uh, uh, with some of the mitigating, uh, services, uh, for those businesses to move. And, um, 20 years later, that funds turned into a bank that's continuing to help, uh, organizations, uh, in the Rainier Valley area and outside of it to, uh, to kind of make that, make that next step and that next growth in their in their development and so right now uh we are looking to just continue to do that work continue to help small businesses bipoc businesses black businesses uh develop uh and and grow during you know these really tough times so 
You know, this is so important. I mean, when you're talking about funding, I don't know that we can get enough of it. I mean, we've never really seen communities of the global majority be fully funded in ways that allow for them to have a, a robust amount of services and resources like Mercer Island, like, you know, like right, Medina. Right, right, right. right. I mean, and I always look to those kind of those kind of areas and cities because I go, look, something is right there because resources are free flowing in these areas. Areas. What kind of ways are y'all ensuring that this fund, uh, Rainier Valley Community Development Fund, that it goes to the right areas? I mean, how do y'all really uh, find the ways to invest in things that can bring longevity in terms of, you know, robust business vitality to the area? You know, really, it's it's a it's about the community, right? Um, a lot of the work that we do uh, is connect with small businesses in some of these development areas that we are seeing uh, seeing their their clientele maybe be displaced, and they're needing to maybe change their business model a little bit and grow um, uh, to scale. And so, you know, for us, it's you know through our our loan officers that are connected with the community and and uh, and word of mouth um, as organizations and um, different institutions try to try to grow. That's just kind of how, how we do it. It's, you know, we're, we're not, we're not out marketing and doing all this, uh, <laughs> putting, putting the big dollars in, into our marketing plans. You know, it's really, it's really about to some extent, grassroots community-based work, um, to help support, uh, support these organizations that, you know, don't really don't have the infrastructures to, to get to the next, the next step in their business development. Yeah. 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 And we know that oftentimes the resources are key in terms of business sustainability, particularly with small businesses. I mean, they talk about small businesses as the backbone of America. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. we've heard that narrative over and over again. But if there's not robust funds to allow these businesses to tap in, particularly when we deal with something that was so unprecedented like covid, you know, oftentimes that means that that's a huge difference between a business staying open and a business closing. What kinds of businesses and what sectors have y'all been able to invest in since the fund's been open or since you've been there? Uh, you know, so mainly we we, we work with uh, so restaurants, uh, like Buna Buna. You guys might know Buna Buna Coffee. So they're uh, actually oh, am I allowed? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're one of one of our clients. Uh, uh, that. Brown Girl Cooks yeah. is a, was another one of our our clients. Uh, you know. It, Really, it's just any any company that's looking to, and I, I I know I just keep getting general with it, but any any of our any company that's BIPOC led that's looking to just get to the next level in their growth is really what we're about. Um, and so, uh, you know, we we're based in the in the Rainier Valley area, although we do we are able to service other developmental zones. Uh, uh, but you know, that's that's. And, you know, it's just it's just it's just the work that we're doing. So, well, it's uh, great to hear that because yeah. it's necessary. I mean, oftentimes, too, at the state level, sometimes there's a lot of barriers. Right. I mean, right. you know, we can have a business who's struggling. They got to come in with 10 years tax returns and they got to, you know, showcase that hey, we're in distressed business. We're about to close. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it pulls on the vulnerability a lot of times when businesses have to come in and give you a whole spiel about how messed up it is for them right now. I mean, what kind of approach do y'all take to, you know, not just finding these businesses, but once you have a good solid amount of, of applications in, what kind of process does that look like for a business owner who's looking to get funded? I mean, we really like to to sit with with our, our uh, potential clients and 
Um, and you know, I'll, I'll leave that to our loan officers necessarily, but you know, they, they like, we sit with our, our clients. We, we want to know what it is exactly they need, where they're at within their development. A lot, a lot of times when we have, uh, have these, these companies that just, you know, came out, came, came from a mom, mom and pop and grew and just didn't really have infrastructure. Sometimes they need some of those technical services. And that's one of the things that we're able to do uh, is also support in that end. So, you know, yes, maybe you're looking to grow and you just don't have all the, those little things to really get your business where it needs to be so that when you take the next step, uh, you're able to, to, to grow in a, in a stable environment, in a stable environment. So that's really, really what we do. Uh, you know, we're able, we're also able to give, you know, loans that, typical banks wouldn't be able to give, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are community-based, because we are about the growth and because we, we are also about just making sure that uh, we're able to, you know, keep some of these lifeline, these lifeline-like uh, institutions, restaurants, uh, uh, um, beauty salons, whatever they may be for our communities uh, in place so they can continue to grow and develop and provide that, uh, those, those things that are, that are so needed and staples to our community. So, yeah. Well, I don't think a lot of people know about funds like this. I mean, as you said, y'all are not out there just like marketing. So folks happen to stumble upon you, <laughs> you know, whether it's word of mouth or however they find you. That's really brilliant. But I recently learned that there are over 250 uh, black led funds across the country. Right. And it was astonishing to me because there's also not a lot of talk about these funds, what they're funding, how they got funded, you know, what investors are looking to do when they pour into funds like this. What kind of relationships do y'all maintain with some of your investors? I mean, clearly this fund started with, you know, uh, the fact of like the, the light rail and there being like a surplus in a sense, but how have y'all been able to keep that going and keep those relationships with certain investors and funders to keep the fund alive? I'm, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's the work, right? That, yeah. that is our work there. There are a multitude of, uh, BIPOC black businesses across the country that need our services. And part of the reason why you don't hear about the work these organizations are doing, these CDFIs are doing is because we're doing so much work to use those funds, to support the companies and the institutions that need us, uh, that we're not putting it all on, uh, <laughs> on the social media, or any of those other things in the, in the background to, to make that, uh, to make that happen. Um, I, I think, you know, opportunities like this to let people know uh, what we're doing, why we're doing it, uh, to potentially uh, gather more investors to help us, to help support us do the work that we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's huge. So, you know, more opportunities like this, I'm sitting down with you, my home girl, like, you know, we growing up together and being able to talk, talk about, you know, the, the work that we're doing to help solidify, stabilize our community as it goes through the changes it's going through, I think is, is key. I mean, that's part of the reason, I mean, uh, part of the reason why, you know, I'm uh, currently doing this work with Seattle School for Boys, right? Mm. Um, where, you know, we're, we're really trying to, it's an all boys private middle school in the central of Seattle, uh, where we are similarly doing similar work, uh, uh, helping our boys understand who they are, why they are, and why it's so important for them to uh, connect with their community and also connect with it in a way that allows them to be, uh, allows their community to be sustainable, right? And so uh, we do that with our, with our, with our, or with our scholars. Uh, we do that with their families because uh, it's not just a thing to come into a neighborhood and say, hey, I'm here. 
uh, let me patron you. It's 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 also a thing to come in and say, hey, I'm here. How can I support you? How can I how can I create an ecosystem around you so that we can be sustainable? How so that we can grow together in that way? And so that's um, had to, had to get my plug in from a school. So, I love you know. <laughs> no, you know I was gonna ask. See, you <laughs> no, got the shirt, got the, on, got the shirt on. You're representing. I had to. You're representing yeah. hard. But I but I also think too that there's something very special about funds like Rainier Valley Community Development Fund mm -hmm. that focuses on global majority businesses, and it's because you know we have major fund. I mean, Seattle is one of the wealthiest cities in the country. Man. You know, we know yeah. that there's like concentrated wealth here, and yet we still see these stark layers of disparities when it comes to, you know, uh, racial wealth gap and the wealth divide and, you know, uh, displaced communities and global majority communities being the ones, when you look at the statistics, always, you know, toward the bottom. I mean, black and native communities in particular are, are always right around there, that very two bottom yep. rungs, right? And we just see it over and over again. And so there's something really special about the work of the Rainier Valley Community Development Fund because it is intentional in its investments. And shout out to other funds. Like, I mean, I know there's big major foundations that mm. do work here and that try, you know, to be uh, culturally responsive and be relational. And I know I've talked to funders uh, for several years mm. now about mm. moving from this kind of transactional uh, approach to a more relational approach, uh, providing, um, you know, uh, funds that are, you know, not boxed in to a specific program or a specific, you know, thing they need to do. So these unrestricted funds are so necessary. Um, but but it also means just being connected to community, AJ, and you stay connected and committed to community as you just shared there with oh. uh, the Seattle School for Boys. I mean, you know, it takes a certain personal approach to be able to continue that work in a, in a real way. You know, how have you brought your passion for community to the role that you're doing there at the fund and then connecting with others who are on the fund with you on the board, whatever, that, that you get to share kind of that passion that you bring for community to this work. You know, it, it's easy when you're doing it from the heart, right? When the work, the work that you're doing is, is, uh, is meaningful and fulfills you. Um, you know, I've, like you said, I've, I've taken on a, a, a bunch of different, different roles, but all of them, all of my roles have a, a common theme of ensuring and supporting community and its stability um, for generations and generations to come. And so, you know, with the, one of the really uh, cool things about the, uh, the, the fund is that the, the originators of it required that if you were a board member, you had to have some type of connection with the community. So you either had, you had to live in a certain uh, demographic or you had to be, or have a business in a certain, in, in a certain area. Uh, and so those, those things make it easy for us to do the work, easy for us to find individuals or at least ex not have the individuals on the board that, uh, that, uh, that, that don't contribute to that community-based kind of feel to it, uh, but you know we're consistently always looking for 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 board members that understand what we're trying to do and have the capacity to to do that. Uh, you know the 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 truth is is that you know if you are someone that's in this work, you're doing the work, and so it makes it really and there's not a lot of us that are doing the work, so it makes it really yeah. tough for us to be able to find, especially here in Seattle, to find those individuals who. Um, uh, are able to connect with the work, aren't in the work, but are, but are able to volunteer their time to do it. Right. And so it takes a really, you know, a, a really un unique, uh, 
uh, individual that's in that that's currently in their in, in their space uh, to be able to take that extra time. And, uh, you know, I'm not always going to have the time. I got I got three young kids and uh, and they are uh, they, they take up a bunch a bunch of my time and um, and want to be able to spend more time with them. So, you know, the more community members we have to 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 come on board and uh, to support this, you know, the 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 more we're able to continue to build and uh, support support small businesses as they grow. So I, I feel you 100 percent. You know, if I had the time, you know, I would be there. We had this discussion. Yeah. Me, my my big thing is, is that I'm always like, OK, how can I utilize what I the time I do have and the the platforms I have? This is why I think black media is so important. Because we want to be able to uplift the work that is being done in our community. So folks know about something like Rainier Valley Community Development Fund. It is necessary for us to be connected and engaged with the work, even when it's like, man, maybe I can't do something there, but maybe I can refer someone. Maybe I can, you know what I mean? Knowing about it. Uh, and being exposed to what y'all are doing is a part of it. So I'm glad I could help in that way. Um, I if my, if my time ever frees up, I'm coming to you. <laughs> but I want, I want to give you a second to look right there in the camera. Make sure folks know if they are, you know, um, someone working in community that does have some time to give to this board and to this work. Um, or if they're a small business who's like, oh my God, this is, this is what I need right now for my business. Look right there into that camera. Let them know how they connect with Rainer Valley community development fund. So uh, if you are a small business, if you are a entrepreneur, if you are a anyone engaged in business within the Rainier Valley area and are interested in getting connected with a, a community based CDFI that is looking to uh, stabilize and help grow uh, the community, Rainier Valley Community Development Fund org is where you go to. Uh, connect with uh, Bob Luciano, our uh, executive director, and uh, yeah, just just connect. Uh, funds here for you. AJ, man, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for bringing light to this community development fund. And, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, a CDFI is exactly that community financial development institution. They are so necessary in our communities. And I'm glad that we have one that's right here, that's homegrown, that's, you know, community rooted uh, in the ways that you describe to really ensure that businesses have a, a, a touch point to some of the funds that they may need to keep themselves alive and thriving in our communities. AJ, thank you for doing this Thanks work for and, and for volunteering your brilliance to oh. this effort. It's so necessary. No, thank you for having me, Trey. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Anytime. I'm, Anytime y'all have uh, announcements or anything, I'm telling you, come back. We got you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm telling y'all, I, you know, th these episodes always get me. I hope they get you. I get to wrap up all this getness right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I just, I I'm telling you, AJ Brooks just inspired me so much. And this is a platform where you can get that dose of inspiration on the daily. That is always my goal. And I've known him since childhood. And the fact that we're both here in Seattle, giving of ourselves to different efforts to ensure that, you know, for me, it's continuing this platform, y'all. It's being able to support and elevate and uplift and spotlight and clap and give kudos to and congratulate and celebrate all of the brilliance that goes on in our communities. And oftentimes my, my thing is, is how can I utilize this platform? 
platform to inform you, to inspire you, to get you engaged so you can what? See yourself as a part of the solution. That's right, y'all. I mean, AJ here, three young children, full-time job, and is still giving of himself to the Rainier Valley Community Development Fund because it is so important. Uh, and he knows and recognizes the importance of this fund. I want y'all to find your thing. You know, what is that unique thing that you can bring? What is that organization or community initiative or new idea or business or thought that you can bring to to make us all better. Uh, that's what AJ is doing. I want you to be inspired to find your way to see yourself as a part of the solution. And for me, y'all, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.